Hey guys, this TSI podcast is brought to you by yours truly, TSI. At the Shooting Institute, we offer equipment, guns, training, uh, training in explosives, training in tactics. What else do we offer over there, Grumples? A little bit of consultation and uh, security risk assessments, those kind of things. So whatever it is, if you need it, hit us up. We can provide it for you. Again, that's admin, A-D-M-I-N, at theshootinginstitute.com. If you want us to uh, advertise for you on the podcast, hit us up at podcast at theshootinginstitute.com. Hey, guys. Jared here with Simplify the Chaos, TSI's podcast. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. And uh, still have Alabama Heat and Grumples over there on the mics. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the creepiest laugh. Jeez, that's what I'm saying. Um, it's like Ed McMahon. Mike's laugh should definitely not be on anything radio or anything that's being broadcasted. <laughs> cause just, it's a nightmarish laugh. Like. All right, carry on, guys. Let's keep going. He doesn't like it when we start making fun That's of right. him. Uh, I wish you guys could see a picture of Mike because it's not what you're thinking based on his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's actually a very pleasant-looking man. So. Oh, God. Oh, that's um, disturbing. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for the time we have together. We just ask that everything we say and do would bring honor and glory to you and that ultimately somebody would find you uh, in, in what we say. We love you, Lord. We praise you. And uh, we just ask you to keep us safe and... Uh, let this podcast glorify you. Pray this in your name. Amen. All right. So the question for today is tactics. And I think we mentioned this in the last uh, the last podcast or a couple of podcasts ago is one of the questions we had come in. Tactics, uh, do they really matter? So it's really a training-based question. That's how it came in, title is a training-based question. Um, do the tactics that you use matter, especially as it relates to the gear you get? Can you make up for a lack of ability or lack of, you know, tactical ability with with gear or do you need gear to help out with that i mean what's uh what's kind of y'all's thoughts that's how the the question was presented it was from a law enforcement officer that sent it in are you trying to make us choose between tactics and gear if i had to have <laughs> tactics or gear which one would i which choose? One would you choose <laughs> choose mommy what, or daddy what made you look the coolest right yeah oh, well definitely, definitely yeah. yeah definitely gear, gear makes you look the coolest there's i mean instagram's full of people who have never done anything and look super cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. i would say this if i had to choose between tactics and gear i would i would choose tactics yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i mean <laughs> you know body armor is only going to withstand so many hits plus if you get shot in the face body armor really doesn't matter <laughs> dumb and dumb. Yeah. what if you got shot in the face <laughs> That was a risk we were willing to take. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so you choose tactics. So, so really, and, and they say tactics, and I don't even like using that word tactics because really there's only two tactics that exist out there. Hey, spoiler alert, not going to give you too much, but deliberate and dynamic. Those are the only two tactics that exist. Everything else falls under either a deliberate movement or a dynamic movement. Uh, dynamic, giving up space to take space. Deliberate, I'm never giving that space up. And really, that's what falls under. Everything falls under that. Whether it's you know whatever you know, cool, high speed, high low. So everybody's like, oh, let's not, let's not show the the bad guys what we do. Yet we're overseas training, you know, everybody in Afghanistan and Syria and all over the place. You know, the government's training them and everything we do. And then you can go watch SEAL Team on CBS and see, you know, ninety percent of what anybody does. So, um, with that being said, of uh, 
that's the only two things that really exist as far as tactics. So I hate using that word, but it's kind of used as a general catch-all, wouldn't y'all say, for for basically what a tack team is going to do, whether it's a show up, surround, call out, make entry uh, for military guys, right in on a helo, doing a you know assault a assault something in the middle of the in the middle of the night and and, and capture a guy and bring him back to interrogate him or whatever, and then for uh, for civilian, you know protecting your house you know what's your what's your plan for somebody breaks in your house got to get your gun you got to go clear your house and protect your family uh that's that's kind of a catch-all the 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 word tactics basically what method are you going to use to get the job done right yeah yeah basically um also this the reason the reason why you implement tactics into whatever situation that you're in is to give you some type of advantage in that situation correct right well that advantage is going to be based on the proficiency of those tactics so if I'm trying to if I'm trying to implement a tactic into that situation that I'm not very proficient at, is the tactic really going to matter at that point? No. Okay. Not so to answer your question, the tactics. I mean, in my opinion, you know, you ask the question, do tactics matter? Yes, tactics matter. But at the same time, proficient tactics are the best way to go about it. Okay. So if I'm trying to do things that I'm kind of not really, I saw one time in a YouTube video, it's probably not going to help me out. It, against a individual that's proficient or highly trained in those tactics. And so how often and what you you say it pretty regular Mike, what do you, what do you say don't be uh training don't be bad at, at, at being bad or don't be good at being don't bad. Don't be good at being bad. Yeah, I mean you can practice at bad tactics or bad methods and be really good at that, but you're still going to be bad. But they're but they're worthless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're worthless. Yeah. It's like Yeah. If I practice it sucking at shooting, then no matter what happens, I'm still going to suck at shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and it, you. you know, I would say this too. I have a, I have a handful of tactics in my bag that I use. It's a really low number because I, I want to be proficient at those tactics, and they pretty much help me um, fight through any situation. And so, you know, that's another thing. Don't over don't overcomplicate the tactics. So I mean. Once again, getting back to your question, do tactics really matter? Yes, but you have to be have to be proficient in them. They can't be overcomplicated. It can't be something that you're having to sit there and do some type of you know algebra equation to try to figure out what to do next. It has to be proficient, simple tactics that you can implement into that situation. Well, yeah, we have noticed through training a lot of different departments that you know, especially ones that have leadership that's been around for quite a while that have been using tactics that they may have learned back in the 70s uh the, the the tactics or the method that you utilize is going to be determined by the mission one so i mean you if if you're going to do a hostage rescue you're not going to use the same tactics that you would whatever else you're you know something else you may right. be doing uh serving a warrant with like a search warrant or even an arrest warrant it's going to you're going to use different types of methods to go from point a to point b so you get there safely. Well, we used to, back in the day, used to flood the house with as many people as you could get in there. And there was a lot less concern on angles and, and sectors of fire and all that. And guys were running in front of barrels and, and creating more of a dangerous situation than they were when we slowed things down. And you actually, you're not really clearing the house any slower. You're doing it more proficiency and you're actually utilizing uh, just sounder methods. Well, and, and to kind of hit on that, this was an, and this was a, a law enforcement training. This wasn't a military training, but uh, 
uh, we had a guy, and I can't even remember where it was, but uh, he said, uh, he said, well, we've been we've been doing this for 20 years and never had any problem with it. We've never been shot, never had anybody shot or anything like that. And all, and we asked, we said, have you ever been shot at? In these 20 years, have you ever been shot at? And the tag team lead, he said, actually, no, we've never we've never been shot at in 20 years. We you know we had one one incident where we we almost were shot at, and I think the guy wound up shooting himself or something before they made entry. So with that being said, the next question is when you're trying to decide, okay, what what things, what methods, tactics, whatever, what, what should I become proficient at? Well, what's your job and what has worked historically in your job? Because if you're sitting here saying, oh, yeah, this has always worked, but wait a second, this has never been tested, I need to look and see, okay, where has this been tested if I haven't been able to test this in my own um, in my own job or at my own agency or whatever it is uh, or in my own house. I need to look and see where has this been tested. Um, it's because it's funny. Like now you can watch on uh, what's that McDojo or whatever on Instagram or whatever you watch, and it's funny because these guys, these karate guys will go in uh, it, to these like – some guy's done Taekwondo. Not there's anything wrong with Taekwondo, but he's done Taekwondo for 20 years and he goes in MMA gym and some dude just pounds him through the floor, you know? Um, okay, well, I don't know if Taekwondo's been tested against MMA and, and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu mm-hmm. and all that, but guess what? It, from what I've seen, it, it doesn't look like it works, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And, and so that's just kind of a cheesy example of the uh, – of, of, tactics within a military unit, law enforcement agency. If you've never responded to an active shooter and you've got some great idea, you know, based on theory uh, that you use, but it's never been tested, well, then it's not that great of an an idea, you know, to go all the way back to, uh, you know, grumple science over there. It's not... It's not scientific because it hasn't been tested. We haven't taken something and tested it to see if it actually works. What's the old saying? I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was old Chesty, a Marine, who said, every plan is awesome until you get punched in the oh, face. Oh, yeah, Chesty Puller, yeah. 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 That might have been um, Mike Tyson. That, well, Mike Tyson probably Mike, took it from Mike, Chesty Puller. He, he said that a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> every, every plan is good until you get punched Golly. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I mean that's exactly Actually, right. Sounds like my old football coach. <laughs> yeah, <a> lisp. <laughs> um, but no, I think that's you know, have you tested what you're doing? It would be my first question. And if you haven't tested what you're doing, have you tried to find somebody who's used that where it has been tested? Because you can generally find. I mean, it's not like there's a million. There's not too many things out there like overall systems, methods, or tactics that you can look at, right? Like I said, tactics, deliberate, dynamic. What are you using? How are you using it? And guess what, guys? If you find it on YouTube from the, the flipping Milsim guys or the, the, the Airsoft guys or whatever, you probably don't need to implement it into your agency as a real-world piece. Not, not saying that, that some of that stuff isn't you know the way it actually is, but the bottom line is uh, if, you're, if you're getting your – techniques for how to clear or how to do anything off of YouTube, you probably need to second guess what you're doing as a tactician. This TSI podcast is brought to you by Covenant Rescue Group. Covenant Rescue Group seeks to directly support organizations and agencies that are fighting the global battle against human trafficking. They do this through funding, procuring, and advocating. You can go to covenantrescue.org for further details. They need your donations, guys. Hop on and donate. 
If you want to advertise through our, our podcast, you can hit us up at podcast at the shooting institute.com. Enjoy your podcast. I, I also like to say the simunition and UTM is, is a, a great tool to use uh, when you're training or trying to create stress or create an environment that's as close to actually begin, being shot at. But uh, you start to lose the training environment if you use it too much. If it's just a shootout or, you know, see how oh, many yeah, times I can – Just something. a paintball shootout in yeah. a training environment, then you actually uh, – you're not getting anything out of it. Uh, but it, it is a good tool to use to, to get as close to real life uh, gunfighters. No, we use and we use UTM and, and paintball quite a bit in our in our trainings. But that is one thing that we've seen, especially if you do interagency trainings and stuff. Um, as we've gone out to do assessments or whatever, a lot of guys, even with DOD, they spend a lot of time blasting each other with paint, and they're hiding behind this piece of plywood that in real life would it doesn't count as cover it's barely concealment it's definitely not cover it, but just because it's stopping paint and it starts giving that false sense of security we talked about that you know some earlier on and you know the false sense of security that okay i'm behind something that's going to stop bullets same thing with cars and vehicles there's there's just very few certain spots on a vehicle you can get behind to stop bullets there's very few certain places in a in a standard at least u.s you know or you know north american built house that you can get behind that's going to stop bullets. Now, what have you always said, like in an active shooter situation, what's the best way to uh, stop the threat? Oh, kill them. Kill them. Yeah. And you can't kill them behind, behind a wall. If yeah. they're shooting at you, you need to step in that room and shoot them, and then the threat's down. Especially if the wall doesn't stop bullets. And that's yeah. kind of what you know we've seen a lot of times with the, with the paint and stuff, is you wind up having an entire system based off of how you respond to a paintball war, which is essentially uh the airsoft or the milsim guys as opposed to having something that's based off of how you respond to getting shot at then on the flip side especially for me this is where i've had to really tailor what i do when i transition from military especially special operations military <coughs> to law enforcement is i'm not i'm not able to do a, a clearance at nighttime on nods not making any noise also behind thick mud walls like you find in Afghanistan or Iraq, you know, or block walls that are going to stop bullets. I'm generally having to knock and say, hey, sheriff's office, lights are on. Maybe I have a rifle, maybe I have a pistol, you know, maybe, I, maybe I'm tack teamed out, maybe I'm in regular deputy uniform, right? That's what we see, a regular law enforcement uniform. And <clears throat> I might be talking with somebody at a screen door and the walls are made of sheet metal and sheetrock because it's a it's a trailer out in you know the middle of nowhere or whatever it is so i mean it's there's two completely different it's this applications of the 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 same problem hey we got to get this guy or hey we got to clear this structure but how we clear that structure is dictated by one what's the structure made of two what is the job actually call for um, I mean, we, the biggest thing we always argument, we always get in with teams that want to use different methods or tactics that they learned uh, from a special operator overseas that has been able to clear an opening, a doorway, uh, slow and deliberate, you know, panning that door or combat clearing that door. They get to the States and they're trying to use that same method and it's a sheetrock wall. Um, and you're standing out there. It's, and they, it's, it's concealment at best. It's concealment at best. The next thing you know, they're taking rounds. When the best option would have been to get through that doorway and dominate that room. Yeah, um, to get to get in and go ahead and, and, and clear it. Or 
or stay outside. And that's the the last thing that 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 I've seen a lot that guys from my community bring in that's not necessarily uh, always great. You know, we're overseas. A lot of times you go surround and do a call out. I mean, you see it happen. I mean, go all the way back to Fallujah. I mean, the Marines surrounded the city and they basically called the city out. Every Everybody leave if you're a military age male when we go in. Um, you know, you're bad on you. Um, we're going to consider you a fighter. I mean, that was back, you know, the beginning of the war in Fallujah before I even got in. And I remember talking to guys and hearing about that. They called out a whole city, but now you've got tack teams that are surrounding and calling out. Well, guess what they can't do? A tack team can't just drop a JDAM on a building because it's, you know, full of full of threats. And I'm not saying that happens super easy overseas, but I mean, that's overseas, that's, that's what you do. You call people out and then ultimately, if you have to, you can hit it with ordinance. You're still going to have to make entry stateside as a law enforcement officer. You're still going to have to make entry. You're still going to have to deal with stuff on the inside. Um, so instead of letting the fire burn and grow and grow and grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger, let's go ahead and put water on the fire and get in there and start taking away its ability to burn. Um, well, like you said, even if you call everybody out that is perceived a threat or that your intel has told you is inside that structure, again, you still have to go in and you still have to use proper tactics or methods to clear that structure to make sure it's safe or you know so whoever you know called and was threatened can go back in and live in the, you know live their life so you know going back to tactics um once everybody's called out or once uh, the active shooter stopped you still got to clear the school or the structure so you got to go in and clear it and you got to use safe tactics and then again so going back to our tactics important no matter what you end up using, call out, surround and call out, or direct a threat, or you know, room to room, or whatever you may do, um, you got to do it correctly. So tactics are important, even even beyond those pieces of pieces of gear. So, you got anything, Alabama Heat? You're mighty quiet over there. Yeah, I was just gonna follow that up with you. Get you have to have a lot of confidence in your tactics whenever you're implementing those into the situation and a lot of that comes through training you know i've done i've got so many reps um you know in reference to these tactics that i'm you know as confident as i can be that i'm going to be able to go in, go into whatever it is that i'm going into and start performing those tactics without hesitancy i see a lot of that in training you get a lot of guys that are all you know juiced up yeah man we're going to go in here and, and freaking high fives and whatever the case may be and then whenever they get in there, there's a lot of hesitancy. It's like, hey, man, I don't, you know, is this, and you could, they're not verbally saying it, but you can see that they're thinking it. They're like, hey, man, I mean, is this really going to work? Is this really going to give me the best chance? And they really don't believe in it. Because they're not confident in their ability because mm -hmm. they haven't trained enough and they haven't become proficient in what they're doing. And, you know, that can fall on the team leaders or the leadership. But also, um, you again, you have to, you have to, train and get those repetitions in it's mm -hmm. like you know I, I make the analogy a lot when we're teaching SWAT courses you uh, you look at a professional football player uh, at, at you know before the season then it even starts the mini camps you know you're you're going back to the basics the basic fundamental yeah. skills of blocking and tackling and they always hit on that first the beginning of practice in yeah. college when I played college ball what did we do yeah. we did the basic fundamentals I played linebacker of tackling yeah. you know so you always you always have to work off the basics, and if you're not good at the basics, then you're not proficient. And so, if you're gonna you know be learning these methods or these these tactics, then 
always harp on keeping it simple mm-hmm. and getting really good at the basics. That's the only yeah. difference. And Jared and I talk about this all the time. The difference mm-hmm. between a basic and an advanced course or basic and advanced operator is you're really, really good at the basics yeah. at the advanced level. You know, 100%. I think you also have to realize the fact that a lot of <laughs> we're talking about hesitancy, a lot of that hesitancy comes from the fact that people are under the impression that if I do this tactic, then it is going to 100% keep me from getting shot or it's going to 100% keep me from getting hurt. And you have to accept the fact that no matter how good you are at that tactic, there's always going to be that chance there that you're going to end up getting injured going into that situation. But you have to also understand that, like Mike said, the lack of proficiency or that hesitancy, that is going to dramatically increase increase your chances of getting hurt. And so that's always been my big thing whenever we do a training course is you see people getting – you know, they almost get locked on. They're like, oh, man, like I know what to do, but I just, hey, man, you just got to go ahead and accept the fact that whenever you turn that corner, that bullet could have your name on it, and you're just going to have to absorb it. But you have to go in there, and I know that you're going to get hurt if you just don't go in there and buckle down and do your do what your job is at that point. So my response to that is, yes, tactics do matter, but if you're not proficient, if you're not confident, um, and you're rolling with – a lot of hesitancy while you're performing those tactics then they're not then it's not going to matter at that point you know it's almost it's almost going to be a you know it's almost going to be a um disadvantage to you at that point so unless you got those three you know those three things then um it's not going to matter if you can't do those three things quit you know, I'll go ahead. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and back that up. I mean, you know, if you can't do, if you can't come to the, you know, if you can't come to grips with the fact that, hey, man, I could get hurt. You go to work. If you're in law enforcement or you're in the military, um, you know, or you're in any any similar uh, profession, um, that needs to be something that you come to grips with every day. Is it is that, you know, that whole thing that people say, hey, I love me some me or whatever. That, well, yeah, that 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 can't that cannot exist whenever you're talking about going into these environments because if you are under that impression, then you are not going to be able to do what you need to do in that moment, and you're not going to be able to do what you need to do to protect your buddies in that moment if that is your mentality. That's right. You can't train a coward out of somebody. I mean, if if you have that inside of you, it's inside of you. It's hard to get that get that out. So you need to really do a self-assessment to see for that person. Well, guys, that's it. The tactics matter. Yes, they do. But only if you understand what you're doing and why you're doing it, if you're proficient at it. And the biggest thing, especially between these two guys, is you know hesitancy. And are you confident in what you're doing or are you hesitating with what you're doing? Anyway, hopefully you all enjoyed that. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Um, look forward to continuing to uh, put these out for y'all over the next uh, over the next year. Hit us up with any uh, questions or anything you want to hear about. Uh, M Rebels at the Shooting Institute for any training. You can go to our website, theshootinginstitute.com, and uh, send us a message that way. Any gear needs or anything like that, go to theshootinginstitute.com and go to the store. Um, we have training classes posted on the site, so uh, hit us up if y'all need anything. Y'all be safe. We'll talk to you next time.